0: I learned this charm recently, called aphantasia. It's a condition that affects about one in three humans. And what it means is that you lack the ability to create images in your head. For example, let's picture a flower. It has pink petals. It's this one lone flower in a large and open green field. Blue skies overhead. A slow and gentle wind pushes the flower to sway left and right. If you can't see this, and I mean if you can't picture this in your head, you likely have a Fantasia. This is the third time I've hit that record button, and I find myself constantly speechless at how, in the middle of a conversation with someone else, and when I'm by myself, I can speak endlessly for days on end, but as soon as I hit that record button, it's like my thoughts slow to a crawl, which is really weird for me. Did you know I almost died recently, I think a lot of people. Almost dead, but I think my story is a I think my story's a bit no, I guess it's not different after all. I'm definitely not the first person to have gone through something like this. Almost dying is supposed to open your mind to all the things that you've been sleeping on, all the things, all the possibilities. But I feel the same. It's like I never almost died at all. I think what was most enlightening about my almost death experience is the medications they put me on. <laughs> I'm um I'm a pretty straight-laced guy, although no one really believes it at this point. I don't drink, un- unless it's very special occasions like parties and celebrations. I certainly don't smoke, and I don't do any drugs. Not that I have a problem with any of these things in particular, or the basis that they stand on. It's just that I'm a control freak. I'm somebody that likes to have full control over all aspects of myself, and drugs, alcohol, and anything having to do with smoke just seem like they take away my chances for control. But when you're in a hospital bed, you don't really notice any of that, do you? You don't really have a choice. So I'm sitting inside my hospital bed, staring up at this rerun of John Wick. You know, I thought I would like John Wick, but surprisingly, I don't. It's it's a nice B movie with a movie production. But that's all it is. People praise it for a cinematography, but I find myself not really thinking about it that much. Or maybe it's just cause I was on the drugs. But anyway, I'm sitting in this hospital bed watching these reruns of John Wick because every other channel on this shitty, small 16-inch TV uh, is dead or filled with advertisements, which I forgot were a thing. And I found myself thinking about a lot of different things that other people would be thinking. Let me explain that a bit better. My entire life, I've been pretty secure about myself. Everyone I know calls it arrogance, every single person. Um, And I've never really explained it that well because I don't really care to. But for the sake of pouring my thoughts out, (laughs) I guess I should here. I know what I know, and I know what I don't know. That's my motto. It's it's my catchphrase. It's my internal mantra, 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 mantra. I'm American. Give me a break. It's something that I repeat in my head a lot to keep myself grounded. To know what you know is just gaining knowledge, researching that, doubling down, having conversations. When you know what you know, you're confident in everything that you say. And when you know what you don't know, you're confident in saying you don't know. Hey, is grass green? Well, yeah, it is. Is the sky green? No, it's not. Could the sky be green? I don't know. I think that as humans, we have a really solid misunderstanding of how each other behave. And that's a gap that I've been trying to bridge for the longest time. And think about this in the hospital room is what brought me to the conclusion that, well, is it really worth it to try to change people? I know that sounds nihilistic, but think about it. Your neighbor, your classmate, your coworkers, your friends, your family. They all think the way they do because of an accumulation of experiences. Those experiences brought them to this point. And just you, in your words alone, that's going to change it? I'm sorry, but I don't think that's true. I don't think that's going to happen. But I might be wrong about that, you know? That's one of those things that... I know I don't know. From the time that I was young, I've, I've been told that I'm relatively influential, and it wasn't until I hit 20 that I started to embrace and understand what that meant. No matter if you're older than me or if you're younger than me, I know that whether I like it or not, a lot of people look to me for advice. While I am my own rock to keep myself grounded, I realize now that I am the rock that keeps other people grounded. and that's a blessing and a curse at the same time. I have no intentions on being a good influence to anybody. I never have. I've always sought to live my life genuinely. And I have a few core tenets that I always follow, and whether it makes people upset or not, I try to stick to those things. Because I feel as if, if you're someone who doesn't stick to their tenets, if you're someone that is unable to follow through on their convictions, then what's the point of you having those convictions at all? You might as well be a formless blob, floating from point A to point B, doing whatever anybody tells you to. In short, I'm I'm willful, but I don't think everyone's built to be willful, and that's the problem of being an influence. I find myself answering a lot of questions about how I should do XYZ or why things are the way they are, and when I have an answer, I try to do my best to explain it, but... Some people just don't need certain answers. And I never understood that until recently. And I can't tell if that's the medication saying that or if it's me. I think truth is something that should be upheld, always. But it's uncomfortable sometimes, very uncomfortable. And our entire lives we work to avoid or cope with truth, with the reality in which we live as human beings. This existential crisis that none of this was really worth it, and that nothing really mattered. In the short time that you have to live, you've done what with it, and doesn't matter even if you did do something. What exactly is the point, right? When you die, what's left of you? These are questions that I get asked way more often than I'd like to admit, and I didn't think people still thought about stuff like this, but I guess everyone goes through this, this phase, right? And that's what I mean by sometimes you just don't need to know the truth. Some people don't. Some people just aren't meant to handle that. It's too much. It's far too much. An example I give all the time is about how template, how much of a template people are. And a couple of years ago, you could ask anyone who talked to me. They'll all say the same thing. I was really frustrated by this. To me, it made no sense that people were exactly the same. It, it was baffling. You could look at a group of people, whether that's separated by race, sex, age, and you can make a bunch of assumptions about them that are generally true. Where is your individuality? Where is your humanity? Where is the things that make you, you? How can you think nothing? How is that fucking possible? It's only possible because you're not human, are you? I don't back away from these words, no matter how strongly they're phrased. Maybe that's just part of me being willful. But when you bring it down to its core components and you realize the truth is humans aren't all different. There's quite a lot of us. I would say the vast majority of us that are the same. We like to think that we're free and we think our own individual thoughts, but a lot of us do not. A lot of us are the template. A lot of us you can predict what we do. And I always saw that as a weakness, not a strength. That's not a good thing. You're predictable. What a joke. But I've grown to accept it, and that's why I don't even harp on it anymore, you know? And this comes back again to the people who know me. I don't even bring up any of these talking points. Because I realize at the end of the day, no one cares, right? Yeah, sure, they're all the same. But what does that do for you? I'm partially utilitarian. I like to think that most of the things that I do have some type of use. There's always an end game. There's always a goal to achieve, but some people aren't like that. And that's all right, you know? Internally, I've always said it's all right, but I guess I've never said it vocally until now. It's okay. It's okay to think nothing. It's okay to be subhuman. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to do nothing with your life. It's okay to not have a place in the universe. It's okay to do all of these things. It's okay to put your head down. Do your work come out the other side of a 50-year-old man living in Kentucky with a wife and two kids. It's okay. It's okay to not strive for greatness. It's okay to not want to achieve a legacy. It's okay. And I think the reason why I don't say it's okay out loud is because it feels like I'm giving up on you. It feels like I'm resigning you to be nothing. I want everyone who's listening to this, whether I've had disagreements with you in the past, whether I fuck with you heavy, like, I want all of you to find some measure of success. Not even success, I want you to find fulfillment. I want you to be satisfied. I want everyone to have some measure, somewhere in their lives where they can sit down, close their eyes and put a smile on their face without straining. And this sounds really unnatural, once again, from people who know me, because I don't talk about stuff like this. I'm notoriously a pessimist. What I believe is going to happen, though, isn't what I want to happen. And I think it's sad to think like that, you know? Something that I've been turning over in my head a lot is that we just don't have times where we can have heart-to-hearts like this. Where I can speak to you point blank and tell you that your mess of a life and all the things that are wrong with you. It's okay for those things to be wrong with you. I have a lot of, um, friends who have some type of inner turmoil some measure of inner demons. And those demons are born out of expectation. And I realized that my responsibility as the main influence for these people, their guiding rock, I'm not really doing anything to address those insecurities or those feelings. And it's all because we don't talk about them. Is it because it's unnatural? Is it because I'm too closed off? I like to think I'm generally open and really transparent in everything that I say, but I know I'm not approachable. But for the people already in my loop, I'd like to think that you can come to me about shit like this, but I guess not. And that's okay too. I'm somebody that advocates for self-empowerment a lot. If you can solve these things on your own, by all means, go on, you know, more power to you. But if you're carrying a heavy burden and it's a rock that you simply cannot carry alone, why the fuck do you think I'm here? There are people that I've known for 14, 15 years, since I was a child that have had some very significant life changes as of late. And some of them I don't even call friends anymore. But one of those people that I don't call friends killed themselves recently. I'm not somebody that's affected by death, I'm actually pretty casual about it. I don't know if that's just my frayed nerves from my own childhood traumas, but I'm just not somebody that gets bothered by such sensitive topics like this. But when I heard why they killed themselves, I saw the fucking suicide note and I'm like, are you joking? This? What a fucking nothing. I know some people who are suicidally inclined get really upset when they're told their problems equate to nothing, but I've always been somebody that looks at the big picture. You will live until you are 75, and that's with a shitty body, that's with failing health, sentience, all of it, the whole nine yards. You will live 70 fucking years and you killed yourself when you were 20-something? You don't live to see the other 50-something years of your life? What a fucking joke. All for something so small. The reason here is that he got kicked out of school. He got kicked out of school and thought his future was nothing. All because of a piece of paper that society overvalues and isn't actually necessary. Do you know why I'm making the YouTube videos that I'm making? It's not just because I need to output all my thoughts, but it's because there are a lot of misconceptions about life in general and how you live your life that make you undervalue a lot of things. Losing a degree is no reason to kill yourself. You can still get wherever the fuck you want to go. It'll take longer, but you will get there. You can get there. This isn't some weird preachy shit. It is a choice. You can choose to do this, you know? He wanted to be a nurse, and he was failing his college classes um, really fucking hard. It just seemed impossible. But instead of opting for a career choice, a different career option, or instead of opting to find a better teacher because some people just don't teach well you know so some people are just really bad at fucking teaching instead of any of these things no i want to kill myself you cut yourself off there you limited your potential by just not pressing the fucking play button and that's shocking because pressing the play button is cheap it's free even even if you're alone in this world living on the streets you still have a play button that's pushed in these people say Every moment is suffering, but I don't typically fucking believe that. You have to have some chronic disposition to think that every moment in your life is suffering. In that case, yeah, go ahead, kill yourself. Yeah, I think Switzerland just approved some suicide booths. So we're future Romery, right? That's fine. It's okay to kill yourself. It's okay to want death. But Jesus, do you understand the the burden that he put on his family by doing that? I'm not once again. I'm not somebody who's emotional about this stuff, but I just think about. It cost $2 million to raise a child from infancy to adulthood. And then they supported him through college. And he threw it all away. Not just the emotions and ties that he had to people around him, but also financially, he threw away that much money. Do you know what I could do with $2 million? I wouldn't just turn my life around. I'd turn a lot of people's lives around with $2 million. And he threw that in the fucking trash. That's not funny. And I think that's just a result of being unable to talk about things. Like the way that I'm talking right now, would things have been different if he had someone to talk to, someone to be candid with? Well, I'd like to think so, but it's possible that no, he was always going to kill himself. And that's how I typically view these things. Someone who's going to kill themselves, they're determined you know. They're going to do it. You're not stopping that. No matter how many words you spit out at them, the best you can do is hope they handle their debts appropriately. Like, yes, kill yourself, but don't be a burden even after you're dead, right? At least do that. I think some of my abrasiveness is starting to come out now it's off-putting i understand that but sometimes if you don't get hit over the head with this stuff you just don't understand it that's how i feel do you think that if he thought less maybe he'd still be here today this is kind of what i was getting at when i was talking about truth and how some people just don't need to know it the pattern usually goes like so you have someone who starts thinking about their future and the state of their existence someone like me who simply can't comprehend That people think less. How could you ever not think? There are so many things to comprehend, so many things to learn, so many things to do. And every second that you take away is another second that you could have been learning something else. You have many sleepless nights. You go around in circles trying to understand how people could possibly be capable of no thought at all. You see all the patterns You read all the fucking scientific papers, you do all the research, you even talk to professionals, you have consultations, you do all these different things, and you spiral into nihilism. Well, if they're not thinking, and they're the majority, and I'm alone thinking, then isn't all of this useless? I'm basically an aberration, I'm I'm an anomaly, I'm something completely different, and I don't fit in, then what am I doing here? It's like I got born into the wrong version of Earth. How is this fucking possible? And you start spiraling. You go down, 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 until you crash. Maybe you kill yourself when you crash, maybe you don't. For the sake of my story, I broke down and built myself back up as a new person. This was years ago, by the way. And when you rebuild yourself like that, when you restructure yourself, your core tenets, your internal code, it it doesn't change. But How you obtain new tenants, how you continue to think, how you absorb information after that, is wildly different. You start to think to yourself, Oh wait, I'm not the first person to be like this. Our world's been around for thousands, millions of years. Humans been around for a little bit less time, but still longer than me. In this small 20 plus years I've been on this fucking planet. They've thought about these things. They've all had their own conclusions. And nothing's changed. We're very much on the exact same path that every philosopher and astrologist said we would be hundreds of years ago. We're doing the exact same things, and thoughts about human nature are generally correct. We behave in certain ways with certain stimuli, and we can predict how we're going to end up. And that's just how we are. We're, we're, we're a hive more than we're actual individual cap- capable thought beings, and that's okay. If they couldn't figure it out, and they're far smarter than me, and they have specialization in this, and I'm just somebody who read up on this stuff on the internet. If they couldn't do it, what are the chances that I'd be able to do anything? Well, let's say that you did think through all this shit to its conclusion. What then? Or you want to change something? You don't have the money, you don't have the resources, you don't have the time. You don't have connections. You don't have people in your back pocket that can do it for you. You can't have a proxy for this change. So, you want change, but you can't make change. What's to be done? Nothing. Humankind and everything that we do. It's all just to cope with the world around us. Everything is a distraction. Reading a book, watching videos, studying, school, all these things that envelop our society and our habits as human beings are to distract us from the all knowing fear that we are alone in the universe. Apes strapped on a blue rock floating in the middle of space with no real purpose or end goal. This existential fear causes us to cope by avoiding it. All of us do, and that's okay. Who on earth set up the rule that you need to face your fears? That's stupid. Facing your fears will break you. You'll be ground down into dust and there will be nothing left of you. So don't face your fears, run from them. It's way braver to run from something terrifying that you know will kill you, rather than facing it and dying. It's braver to live. I sat in this hospital bed thinking these things because they're not my thoughts. My thoughts are a lot more simplistic. I live and let live, you know? If you don't have a meaning in your life, if you're struggling to find something that you belong to, well, you have to make your own. I get some people sometimes that come to me saying they're not happy. Well, my answer will always be, you should make your own happiness. If you find something's not fulfilling, you should make something that is. And this is where we humans specialize. We're creative, we're intuitive. All of us are. No matter how little you think of yourself, this is part of our hive mind. There are a lot of you that have no type of belief in yourselves. And whenever somebody says that they believe in you, you take it, you hold on to it for a couple of days, and then you say, Well, that belief isn't justified because look at what I'm doing. I'm staring up at my ceiling, listening to music I've already heard before, thinking the exact same things I've already thought before, living the exact same life, day in, day out, talking to the same people, all saying the same things. What's to be done? Why would you believe in me? I don't believe in me. But who says that you have to do something new every fucking day? Jesus, motivational speakers really are the poison of our modern society. People hear it's okay to be mediocre and they recoil. Well, guess what? It is okay to be mediocre. It's okay to feel the things that you feel. It's okay to do the things that you do. It's okay to spin around in circles for a time. I don't care if that time is weeks, months, or years. It takes time to do anything we have a limited amount of time and choosing what we spend that time on is important and if you need to think longer on where you spend your time then think don't rush yourself into making the wrong decision think on it all of you i feel like nobody's told you this before i feel like you all think there's some invisible hand this invisible presence that's pushing you from point a to point b you don't need that hand i don't care if that hand is your parents i don't care if that hand is society's expectations of you you don't need it Your life should be lived to the best of your ability. I think that once you find not your purpose in life, but your road to satisfaction, your road to fulfillment, you come out a better person. You're more secure in yourself. You're more confident. And I take for granted that I'm the way I am. I didn't realize until recently that people just are not like this. People never have time to break themselves down and put themselves back up together again. Their situations are dire and something could change tomorrow. Well, it doesn't have to. People are working nine to five, looking down at their feet, thinking, this is my life. Well, it doesn't have to stay this way. And I don't care how cliche that sounds. You can change it. You have the ability to. I don't care how down bad your situation is. There are small steps that lead to bigger steps that lead to bigger steps, always. What you want is you want to go from your crawling position, not even crawling, you're prone, sliding on the fucking ground like a penguin to sprinting like everyone else you think well everyone else is sprinting i'm not sprinting there's a problem with me there's something wrong with me that's not true do you think they came out of the fucking womb sprinting no one did no matter how much the silver spoon you had in your mouth you did not come out of there sprinting everyone had to crawl some people got hoists you know some people got fucking lifts attached to their pants and they were forced to stand up and then push into a sprint and they're put onto a forward treadmill to propel them into flight, but that's not you, is it? So why panic about that? It's okay to take your time. There's some toxic mentality here that's far worse than anything our society is facing today, and it has to do with you and how you think about yourself. You're hurt, you're lonely, you're scarred up, battered, bruised, and beaten. Despite knowing in your head and in your voice and in your speech, that there are other people with problems worse than you, or there are pro- there are problems that are way bigger that you have to be facing pretty soon here. For some reason, you're hitched on this one. Internally, you're spiraling about this one. You say one thing, but you mean another. You're not genuine with yourself. I don't know if you're just scared to be, or but something's gotta change. And I think that something always changes when it comes to yourself by starting with realizing your problem. And that's not that's not easy, I recognize that. But once you realize your problem, that doesn't mean you have to solve it. You just have to change it. Change it to a different fucking problem. One that doesn't hurt you as much. It's okay to not be flawless. Everything's okay, you know? We all struggle with this in one way or another. You aren't alone. You're not isolated. You're not separate from everyone else. Even if you feel like you are, you have trouble seeing the things that are in front of you as they exist now. And because you can't see what's in front of you, You can't see what's ahead either. You can't see your future. You close your eyes and you can't picture a pink flower. The lone flower in a large and open green field. Blue skies overhead. A slow and gentle wind pushing the flower to sway left and right. Thank you for listening.